All right, UltraSync. This is Dr. V, your host, and you're gonna get the ultimate in Web3 entrepreneurship and consciousness. I'm here on a lovely walk here in North London. East, East London. East London, right, East London. And I'm with Mickey Elson, a real revolutionary, somebody who blew my mind when recently I was pulled into the vortex of creativity that he has created around this project called Art Sect. And you need to really find out more about this. So, Mickey, tell, tell me more, like, what's, what's Art Sect? So, Art Sect NFT Gallery uh, is a whole bunch of complex new Web3 situations. Uh, it is an NFT gallery IRL, which means in real life, but also in the metaverse. Um, we are a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization, which means we run the company via um, a new working method on the blockchain, social tokens, value accrual, lots yo, of yo, interesting. Yo, so, so much to unpack there, so much to unpack there. <laughs> so let's start with first, this is a, this is a gallery that's both IRL, in, in, it's both in real life and also in the, in the metaverse, in virtual, right? It's like, it's a hybrid. Yeah, so yeah. most people are used to NFTs, just being digital, just being on OpenSea or one of the platforms. We were one of the first or third in the world to start blending in real life activities or traditional contemporary fine art activities with the metaverse games, um, the crypto voxels assets and really show mixed reality exhibitions. Right, so obviously people are really getting into this whole uh, space right now from all the different directions, whether it's, you know, artists and, and brands as well, and lots of like, you know, individuals as well, people who want to, uh, you know, like understand this, this new economy that we're creating and NFTs mm -hmm. have been huge, huge in this. So where do you sit, where does your group sit uh, in, in this whole new movement, in this whole new development around NFTs? Like, is it creation? Is it the creation part? Is it the using it in new ways? Like, where where do you guys? Where's, mm. where, how does ArtSec like intersect and play with with this emerging NFT world? Mm. So traditional East Londonist that we are, um, we're definitely on the sociology um, and trying to push thing push the innovation of arts and culture forward with the technology. So we're bringing in the beautiful art we're bringing in the amazing people but actually it's the collective and the way this operates in a different mechanism to old businesses to centralized businesses um this is actually where we're we're trying to focus on right so that's that's what you mentioned you talked about the dao the decentralized autonomous organization which you know some may have heard about some are obviously very deep into it but some people who are just getting into the crypto space it could be quite new for them they don't really you know it's it's something mm. it's a new concept that you know to wrap your head around for somebody who's you know encountering it for the first time i know i remember when i first encountered it a couple of years ago it was like wow what the hell like what is this it's it mm. sounds like science fiction mm. but it's not science fiction it's like it's real it's like these guys you know your your collective of creators and artists uh, here is actually organized in that in that form. So can you tell us more about it? Like, mm. how does that work for you guys? Why why is ArtSec organized as a DAO? What does that mean? Mm. So the same. When we all found out about it, curious, confused, slightly science fiction, um, and just like everyone, again, as we're learning about smart contracts, 
and identities and ways to access Web3 or blockchain and finding out that these people have set up new organizations with new structures of dealing with operations, that becomes exciting. Um, so we were already running a few similar concepts and in 2020 we were researching the DAOs, different collective structures um, and this was as the NFTs and the metaverse were gaining traction, gaining popularity um, and as passionate uh, I suppose artist collectives, we, we've always been looking at these structures so it was very natural um, and I suppose easy for us to start outlaying this into the um, into the system, testing it out. I, again, as you said, it's really, really new um, and the softwares are still new and in development. So there's lots and lots of testing going on. Okay, so that's a backstory of ArtSec and that's the history and like how, what does it look like now? How many, how many people are there, part of it? Uh, what do you guys do? What's your focus as a group? So yeah, there's 12 in the core DAO team at the moment and we're just in talks uh, with the next stage of investors and partners to bring on quite a huge amount of people actually, really amazing people into the next pods or departments as we call them in the DAO. Um, so currently we have NFT production departments, VR, Metaverse, um, Web3 research, tokenomics, DeFi trading, so a lot of very interesting new departments for our metaverse nft business and when you say community members i mean i've i've seen it like there's people who who are really part of this and who are really like you see like finding uh, a you know a community and a place where they have a voice and a place where they can they can co-create and where their creativity is appreciated and that was you know i found that so impressive when i when i first encountered this community and you just said so many different actual uh, verticals and actual kind of activities that the group is in Mm. And you also, like there was just so much to unpack, you also mentioned the DAO structure that you guys have set up or that you're like in the process of like creating and, 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 and refining. But okay, let's, let's, let's first get a bit more on the activities. So you said NFT production and uh, there's, there's a galleries, right? Mm. Like there's the events, mm. like, can you, like what's the, where's the main focus right now? in terms of activities and so, how do they connect? Yeah, so our main focus uh, is with the physical exhibitions and blending um, what we call digital exhibitions or metaverse exhibitions into these physical. So the art world or traditional art world in London, physical galleries um, have a certain selection of verticals, artworks for offer and importantly centralized systems that manage them. So the ways in which we manage our exhibitions concepts and ideas is um, without that centralized structure which leaves us with freedom um, to look into a lot more right. um, verticals a lot earlier so we've been digital fashion we've had digital fashion parties um, activations for brands and moving along those lines again nft production in terms of um, traditional gallery arts production, but with a decentralized ownership ledger base rather than um, the usual. Dope. So yeah, yeah, like you're on that interface, and and where where physical and and digital, what you call I digital, I, I I really can't stand the word to be honest with you. Like it's like a word that's like, but yeah, there's no better one I guess right now, right? 
No. There's not, yeah, I think it came from the art scenes, I think, but yeah, digital, yeah. mixed reality, mixed reality, blended reality, blended reality hybrid reality, yeah, for sure. So in that space, in that space, you're really like doing avant-garde shit, like, I've, you know, I've seen some of it. And you also, you, we work on both sides with both the artists and the brands as well. So, mm. so there's no, there seems to be like, you know, from your side, maybe that's also your own background a little bit that plays into it. You're not like... I, yeah. you know, only to one side or the mm. other. Right? So yeah, actually, so we're all, all the group uh, run and have jobs in the creative industries in London anyway. So I've always worked for creative agencies, brand side in London, right. games, fashion, etc. Uh, film and set design, making things look amazing. Uh, Dom as well, she's worked with galleries and making their productions look amazing so the team's really well based in the creative industries anyway right. which gives us a good insight into how to shape this new industry that we're building right really and how does it look like like in practice when uh, you know like you know, when when something comes up and you're like hey you know let's experiment with the, let's build this and let's get uh, that group you know how does it how does it work in practice when ArtSec uh, you know, tackles a venture or a project. Mm. Like, what does that dynamic look like? Well, I think that's why it's so exciting because if you look at uh, business transformation, which we've all been in, yeah. we've come from uh, the old top-down structures, then we all did agile training and scrum training, now we're all digital nomads, and then we're going to this, this new future that's being built. And so agile, hectic slightly disorganized we've become used to rapidly working in these ways but becoming innovative with these processes so we get a brief uh, we have some exhibitions next year uh, plans etc but the way which we arrange is not like any of the agencies or organizations that we used to work for so it's a lot right. more uh, democratic equal ideas can come from any and we always and that's that's an within the business always try and ensure uh, there's equal footing for all creative Incredible, ideas. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, you mentioned obviously the the DAO setup, which I think is so like sets sets this you know sets this project. It's almost like uh, you know you know you have the 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 everybody right now saying you know putting it on their flags and saying that we're agile we're decentralized or we're like whatever fluid everybody mm. can you know everybody does that all mm. the big corporates they all have like a, they change their offices now and people have some like places Open where they can plan. sit around you know and like and, but a lot of the times it's it's like they're not walking the walk you know they're not mm. you know they're they're it's it's just talk right it's just it's just some kind of decorations and and in reality people in those organizations are still pretty much working with their line managers and their, mm. you know, like direct kind of line of command and they're keeping things secret from each other and not talking with others and mm. trying to take credit for stuff and so on. So, right? Like we know all of that, right? And, and it's like, uh, there's a wave of new organizations, which maybe the mainstream does not know about yet, but which out of this Web3 world is starting to emerge and where I think ArtSight is doing so much dope work that say like, you know what, we're going to use the technologies that we have here, namely the DAO, right, to just kind of to go to the next level and actually make it like this, like actually make the entire mm -hmm. form of the organization be 
you know, fluid and situational and, and, and self-organized, right? Well, that's the main thing, mm -hmm. like you said, those brand words mm -hmm. that companies like to throw around, that it takes, I suppose, bravery, tenacity, and mm -hmm. actual wanting to solve with innovation to do those mechanisms. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's, quite, it's quite a hard one to actually mm -hmm. achieve, especially when you, you've got a creative department that's now got to meet up in equality with finance or tokenomics. There's some really difficult discussions to have there, but it causes us all to evolve through osmosis, uh, shared learning. The first three groupings of the departments are tech, creative and business, right. and then off tech, creative and business, we have DeFi, tokenomics, governance, uh, which are all super new. And then we have NFT production, metaverse production, Web3 production. Um, DAO, smart contract coding and software, and then the usual creative departments around VR, AR, graphic design and uh, video. So there's almost in one lens you could see a traditional creative agency there and then you could also see um, a tech company and a governance stream. But the way these three interact together is the key to it being an organization. And also a movement in some ways, right? Mm. It's also, it also has that aspect, it's a movement too. Mm. Right? Like, it, it feels like a movement. Yeah, right? definitely. So, those are the two terms we try and use, yeah. the decentralized art movement or the decentralized arts organization. So, right. as you said, it's fluid. Bro, I mean, you know, think about it, it's crazy. Like, how now these new types of organization, association, the, the fact that we don't have the words to describe them or that we have to use all of this combination of words, mm. it just shows you that, you know, we're creating a new world. Mm. It's, right? Like, it's time to create a new world. It means a new socioeconomic structures, new social interactions, new ways of, for people to define who they are, how they get remunerated. So that's another question. Like, I'd love to see from you guys, you know, like hear from you guys, how does it, like, let's get this uh, helicopter guy do his thing too, but. <laughs> and remuneration, obviously, like, is a, is a topic, like, you know, we're still operating within the old world and you need to pay bills and, 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 and rent and all kinds of things. So how do you guys handle, handle this in ArtSec? Like how do you handle uh, how people get compensated for what they create if, if so much of the creation is like fluid and situational and, and depending on you know what somebody wants to contribute in that situation? How do you, what's the thinking there? Mm, so Super complex answer, but luckily with blockchain, everything's coded, trackable, uh, programmable. So all of the payouts and structures with these Web3 or blockchain principles are always automated and trustless. So if we came up with a deal on uh, NFTs or a business or a metaverse asset, we could pay out ourselves coded in those wallets or there's a variety of ways to ensure your programming always works and then when you get to the tokenomics level which is uh, I suppose the currency that you're being paid in um, people are there's a few nuances to that issue so people are either using a, a stable coin to pay their staff mm -hmm. which is what we do so you'd have yeah. which one are you using uh, USDT but yeah. there's a whole bunch of different ones so mm -hmm. A, a project would usually have its own token mm -hmm. that it can pay staff in or and it would back its own token with a selection of other tokens whether these are utility 
such as Ethereum, Polkadot, etc. Or these are currency tokens such as USDT or Tether. Um, mm -hmm. And the way these two pools of tokens interact for that business and the way you would pay your stack does differ by situation. Um, but essentially they're using these vaults of either utility or stablecoin reserves to pay their staff in a trustless and automated way. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of it will come down to uh, how exactly, you know, the governance works, how the, how the consensus around distribution works, how people make decisions on, on where value goes. So, I mean, you know, I think there's so much work to be done, so much experimenting and creating around DAOs. So I have a whole lot more to, uh, you know, to discuss with you and to, and to dig deeper into around DAOs. But like, should we go to the spot, like one of the, yeah, you know, the art tech the spot, like the gallery? Let's yeah, do that. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay, so here we are, the art sect HQ, and like just continuing that conversation about uh, remuneration and compensation and the, the exchange of value and the flows of value. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of thoughts in this system uh, that you have created, and, and that you know that's being co-created by so many dope next-level people. Uh, what's the what's the token side going to be? Is there going to be a token that people can buy, you know, that the the general public can buy, or just patrons that want to support the art, or like what is that? What does that look like? So yeah, the the utility token is going to be a patronage token, um, as we want to try and stay away from what we call the or people call the degen behavior. So lots of trading activity. We want to keep it to regenerative uh, Web3 sustainability loop modeling. Um, so just ways that we can use that utility token, our patrons of the digital art to all support the artists and curators um, as, a, as a community. Right, so like you want to avoid the kind of speculative, uh, you know, uh, buying and selling without any regard for what the actual value is that's being created, just just like on a speculative hype. Mm. Uh, so right, and 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 it's interesting that you're like re that you're positioning regen against degen, mm. like in that in that way. But like, where how does that like how does that work? I know you have like some kind of detailed uh, levels as well that people can get involved in. Mm. Can you like expand on that? Like what the levels are? Yeah. So in the the first point the regens and the degens so um trading activity uh is largely led and lots of price at the moment by like day traders whales and what people have kind of tagged uh degen or in the twitter things aping in so it's just very tradery money focused behavior and the incentives in those uh people or groups is profit so they're they're not hugely looking into, I mean, they are doing their research on a token's uh, long-lasting capacities, but they're in there for the, the profits, not usually the ideology, the community, and we tend to see that these kind of investors are out early. So the latest section of Web3 companies, DAOs, decentralized companies, are uh, focusing on ways to ensure that they can get long-term users uh, engaged with the project, basically. Right. So how do you do, again, like how do you solve or how did you, uh, how are you guys creating 
the level of participation from token holders. Like, what's the voting that, that token holders can get engaged in? Is the voting weighted uh, according to how many tokens you hold? What's your thinking there? So, it, I mean, it's a shame we can't use the thing to describe. It's a very complex set of modeling is the answer to that question. But we're using a very new concept that Olympus Dow has developed called dual token holographic consensus. So most token weighted societies, like you said, have uh, whales can influence this if it's one vote, one share one purchase uh, if i had a million right. pounds or 10 million i can buy out that community and start influencing the decision so dual token holographic consensus is where you have two tokens um one that is the crowdfunded token and one that is the governance nft and then there's various ways that these interact to ensure um holistic holistic growth of that company rather than kind of the influence being sucked out. Great. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like such a like important ways of, uh, you know, of experimenting and creating that level of participation. I mean, people who are looking to this, you know, they, they have come across this problem. You know, a lot of people have come across this problem. Vitalik wrote uh, as well against like the token uh, weighted uh, voting and there's people experimenting with different different ways to solve this from like mm -hmm. proof of participation or, or like this, this uh, method that you're mentioning like holographic uh, voting, is that, is that what it is, dual? Yeah, dual tokens, so yeah, there's lots of methods. If you look, they started with the one share, one vote and as Vitalik and lots of people have mentioned, that didn't work. Then there's quadratic voting, right. uh, which is different weighted votings. Then there's reputation burning, which seems quite cool in the, if you bought 10 million tokens and I bought five, if we were still participating in the group and I was participating more, your reputation would still burn away, whereas mine would, would grow. So there's ways for uh, the influence to be more carefully balanced there. And then R1, um, yeah, uses that dual token. Right. So a lot of it comes down to really mathematics and game theory and, and like you know complex systems thinking and you know systems theory uh, which I think is so exciting like when you have when you're like seeing how abstract uh, principles you know are being put to use to create uh, organizational forms and societies essentially societies but but like apart from the technical problem what is the values or the ethos you know, that, that, that motivates uh, Artsakt in making these decisions, right? Like, how would you say, like, what is the key top value, you know, that you want to be represented or reflected in these decisions as they're being made? And obviously other people who are maybe having DAOs right now, right, that they have the same ideas and decisions and questions that they have to go through. So, you know, this could be so, uh, like, insightful for the millions of, you know, hundreds of thousands of thousands of other DAOs that in future will set, be set up, like when they look back to the to the pioneers, right, that, that are doing this. So again, like, what's the what's the values uh, that you know you you you're as a group you want to see represented in the decisions that you're that you're making about the voting about something so technical as like the voting mechanism? Yeah. So the most important thing, which is why we call ourselves a, a catalyst organization rather than a gallery or a shop or a specific DAO, is 
that the way the pods work, the compartments of the DAO and the different experts or groups within that, they are allowed free decision making within their budget. And so it's a very simple distinction between centralized and decentralized, but it has a lot of significance uh, in the way that plays out. So a usual business would be fixed and it does a gallery or a shop, etc. And then the way we've positioned the, the voting, the DAO, the incentives is that they can be free, essentially, within, within the premises of their department, but um, they obviously have to make profit or value or, or not break the business from that side. So if Creative wants to launch a film festival or a metaverse architecture festival or um, any number of creative ideas, they're free to do that as long as it fits within the ethos of the organization and keeps it growing. And the same with the economics team, they can be looking at reserve coins. Yeah, dope, dope, dope. I, totally. But, but is the, again, I got to like, just like, uh, you know, like press you more on that. Is the ethos something that you want to write down? Or is it just like, you know, it's there and you know it, like otherwise you wouldn't be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it, is it that implicit thing or is it like something that you're going to write a manifesto and be like, you know, here's the art sec little booklet that everybody's going to hold? Like, wh where, is it, where, are you, where are you in that, in that kind of, in that spectrum? So, it's a hard one to describe, but we are committed as a catalyst organization to always using the most innovative practices and uh, taking the widest theme, uh, themes of education to push our work. So it, it can never be fixed. That's why it's an important algorithm with the DAO, because if we're set in diversity today, what does that mean tomorrow or next week? And if we're doing uh, NFTs or, or one set of construction today, it will be wrong tomorrow and the day after. So an, a really important part of the manifesto is to stay algorithmic and free within the departments rather than fixed. So, um, so the ethos is, is, is something implicit? Uh, uh, I think the ethos is to educate yeah. uh, and always stay growing and learning. So we're ama everyone's amazing creative and always will continue to be an amazing creative. But committing with the DAO structure to always work in a collaborative, open sourced, growing way is it really is the crux, and it sounds simple and maybe not a proper manifesto, but if you look at all other, let's just take galleries as an example here, they are fixed, they have a brand, yeah. a focus, and this is what they do, and it, they can write their manifesto down on a, on a piece of paper. Yeah. And it was good when they came up with it, but maybe five years later, 10 years later, it should, uh. it should be reviewed. So that's, what, that's the crux of ours, is that right. we're, uh, again, like an educational facility, some of these, might be coming to their end of their days now and should innovate. And uh, so maybe the core of that educational group should be to innovate rather than to teach the classics or... Uh, right, right, right. It's interesting, actually, in the art world, you have manifestos, right? Like, in the art world, groups get together and they write a manifesto right away, right? That now you're a thing, you wrote a manifesto, yeah. right? And it's, it's, it's strange because you have that in the art world and where else? Only in politics, right? In like, uh, you know, like, Mao had a manifesto, right? Or whatever, like some political revolutionaries, they wrote like a manifesto, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting how uh, this movement, this DAO, you know, and ArtSect in some ways, you know, is like representative of, of this shift that's happening because, you know, it's art and culture, but it's also, it's also s social organization, right? Mm -hmm. 
It's also politics somehow, mm. right? Like, you know, maybe like the, the de-gov kind of aspect is, is now not so much seen by everybody yet, but actually is, mm. is like super important in the innovation that's happening, mm. right? Like, where do you see, do you see like any, do you see, let's put it, let me put it this way. Do you see something political about any, like, do you feel there is some political dimension to what ArtSect is doing and what similar organizations right now, mm. similar like DAOs in the world are starting to do? Definitely, definitely. So if you look, which is why blockchain is such a, a complex subject, uh, and the best way to look at it is philosophy, politics, and economics, the study of uh, the same triangle. So you could look at the money or the tokenization aspect or the ideology. Um, and the the philosophy and politics within those and yeah you can definitely see there's a there is an evolution going on i'll talk myself into a corner then what uh what do you say again say again like so there is you say like politics philosophy economics like is there something yeah is there something political about being part of art sect or about being part of a, a dao like a you know like a groundbreaking culturally relevant DAO-like art set. Mm. So yeah, that's what these Web3 DAO, arts DAOs are really heading at. So there's the technology, there's the design, there's the surface level of what, of what they're achieving. But like the Bauhaus or these other movements before them, there's an ideology and a focus, a, a, a politics there that people are trying to achieve. And like we were discussing the other day, this digital renaissance, if you look at a lot of the innovations and ideas, it's really about evolution of people and um, structures. So as you said, we're a, an arts gallery and we should have more of an arts manifesto, but our sociological de-governance manifesto is, is the real crux, like with all these other DAOs. So what they're trying to achieve through different forms of collaboration um, I suppose, is the project, is the artwork, and it is the way that these people are thinking about operating in the world. So, like, yeah, man, like, listening to you right now, uh, map out the different, you know, dimensions. Yeah, first, of, before I go in there, did this start at some point in your head, like, as some kind of nucleus, as some kind of, like, you know, obviously, and, and this is obviously a, you know, a decentralized, community-driven, thing so so it's now I'm sure they're going to be very different to how it started initially right but at some point there was a seed right what was that seed well I think if you look at the pathway of all of our generations and where we're at now late stage capitalism the end of the Silicon Valley Amazon Facebook 10 years 20 years and we've learned a lot and we've seen seen a lot um, and we did a lot as well in our careers and we've, we've really f seen how the internet's worked. And um, so I suppose it's A, hard to tell on our progressive journey in all of us shaping this, but definitely where we've got to now, um, I, I'm seeing a really intelligent, forward-thinking entrepreneur, business person that they're going to make their money, they've got really cool ideas, they're very skilled, but there's now something more that everyone's shooting for um, that's just a bit beyond all of those um, kind of arbitrary, arbitrary achievements. And yeah, where that, where that is coming from is a very interesting... I can't thoroughly answer it. We're very passionately inspired, not necessarily status or money-inspired anymore. 
um, ideologically inspired. So we've been working on it for a while. I've always been very libertarian, slightly activist when I was younger, um, and I've always wanted to work in politics, change, transformation. And I think seeing Instagrammy, Facebook culture that we're all involved in, and what could be that we could possibly shape in the future, I think maybe that is exciting for us all. Yeah, it's it's really like, you know, this is why I'm I'm personally so happy that, uh, you know, we're starting to look into UltraSync with a project like ArtSect and presenting it to people, uh, because like there's this shift happening where you know this Web3 that's being created right now, this new movement that's being created is so much more than just another technology fad or another kind of phase of the latest trends that's going to come and go and so on and so forth. This is literally like where that entrepreneurial drive and impetus that became like ubiquitous in, in the previous, you know, in the beginning of the digital revolution is now being turned on the very form and the very structure and the very core of life and of social life, right? It's not anymore just like, okay, let's reinvent how this business makes money, which was before, right? It's now like, let's reinvent fucking life, right? Uh, and how we as a society get together and live, right? And, 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 and exactly like a, somebody or some, a group like ArtSec is, is, like, is like doing that, like as in the forefront of doing that, right? And like reinventing these new, the new life forms, right? So what do you think, um, you know, obviously a lot of other people are starting you know, or, or, or want to get started now. You know, we have had a lot of DAOs like come out recently. We have people getting more educated and informed about it. What would you, like, what would you say to somebody who's uh, watching this now and who's, who's seeing this and who's having that diffuse feeling that, you know, like, I don't know yet completely what this is, but I want to get involved. I want to get started. I want to do something. Like, what's, what would you, you know, what would you say to that person, to that young guy or gal or, or, yeah. you know, or so firstly, dive in, because passion and energy, that's what it's about, and we're all shaping it. So you're not too late, you're not too stupid, we're all really confused, 100%. Um, but we're just rocketing forward and live shaping it. So definitely standing on the edge and watching, hugely overwhelming. But when you get your mini passion, your niche, and you're just... Um, so there's a few inspirations that led us and a few of the early crypto people um, and they have a few phrases, so um, irresponsibly long is there. One of my favorite phrases from theirs, which is finance word is to stay long on your investment. And irresponsibly long was an NFT word that came out last year from people who'd made crypto wealth and were diving into some really long-term, quite mad projects that inspired us to do our IRL gallery well before anyone understood what that meant. Um, so yeah, I think everyone's just pushing it. Um, like a really interesting idea, bro. This sounds all like we're creating, uh, you know, a new world with where people freely organize and freely co-create, right? And and it's all algorithmic and it's all like, right? There's no bias in there because it's like, you know, it's it's kind of in the it's in the code, right? I mean. Obviously, no, the code can also be, needs to be checked and so on and so forth. But it's such, it's light years above and beyond like what we had before, right? But so where do you see like, is the, like simply, is the, are governments trying, going to try and stop this? Like are governments going to see that DAOs are a threat or 
or this movement or a Web3 movement is a threat? Definitely. So yeah, de definitely governments. Definitely governments would uh, see that blockchain, the, the currencies, the utility, and the way people are changing to, to not need these governments uh, is a threat. Obviously, um, a centralized entity kind of only really exists to arbitrarily manage people who apparently can't trust each other. But in this day and age, that's not true. Um, so the technology, the evolution, this is, this is just uh, not a case anymore. So when we look at DAOs, blockchain, Bitcoin, um, the, the arguments they use are not true. And so it's not a technology argument. It's a geopolitical issue, really. So do we need government? Could we use a DAO? Obviously, yes, we could. And no, we don't need a government. Um, but the journey and discourse to getting to that situation, um, yeah, I can imagine they'd be really scared. So if you see, again, currencies, the dollar, the pound, any of these fiat currencies, which means made up in Latin, by the way, uh, then you can see these central banks are going to want to hold on to that power and having tokenized, authentic, uh, self-governing self communities printing or creating their own value systems is, yeah, a big worry for those. Um right. So in the future, like, you know, if we have, like, or if we start to look into the future to some, to some extent, Obviously, right, like we're, we're in the here and now and we're co-creating in the here and now and, and making things happen and, and like going with the flow. But it's always important to like have a vision and have a, have a perspective and be able to see the macro as well, right, and, and how things fit together. So obviously we know that there will be some clashes, there will be some, you know, at some point people will like wake up and smell the coffee and be like, you know, wait a moment, this thing is undermining our systems. And there is like vested interest there and people are like, do we want to just give up all this, you know, all this systems that we have built? And, and there will be clashes, right? Mm -hmm. but, but where do you see, what do you see as the future? Like, how, what will be the future of, of, of is, is, what will be the future of what we're doing now? Where do you see ArtSec? Like, what's the end game? I don't want to get me shot. But <laughs> the, uh, yeah, when you look at, um, I always try and go by history modeling, so Ray Dalio and, and the other patterners. And if you look at the last time all of this happened in the old Renaissance, we're, we're coming into our new digital Renaissance now, and uh, they, the, especially in the UK, they called the printing presses decentralized technology and that uh, unwieldy people were getting access to printing uh, education and it was just damaging for the, for the world. And then you can see how that panned out with various uh, colleges and education. So that was good for the world. And I think this is definitely starting to emerge now when you look at all the groups. Um, so of course, there's gonna be a push and pull from currencies and governments and councils and other crypto groups that don't want to thoroughly link up. But in this, in this battle uh, and pendulum yeah th there will be changes we can't predict them but if we look back from the last renaissance it was good um, and it played out really well so i suppose it's, it's just amazing that we're all part of it and you me the the gang are all shaping that yeah our prior incarnations you know may have been part of the previous renaissances in, in some shape or form who knows 
But but you know, yeah, it's a digital renaissance happening. It's like that's that's true. It's like a it's an age of awakening happening, which is technologically driven, but obviously in which consciousness plays and, and the growing kind of connected and collective consciousness plays the driving force, right? Mm -hmm. But you still evaded the question a little bit like that was about art sex. Like what's art sex endgame? So arts again, like you said, catalyst culture. Well, I was saying catalyst culture. Um, so there's a lot of verticals in art sect and as we said in the manifesto we're committed to evolution change and psychology right. so evolving um as much groups and people's mentality in these different verticals from avatars of fashion and identity yeah. to navigating the metaverse to utility tokens and social freedom um we're very much invested in helping people um, navigate that. Right, right. And then, and then see what comes. Mm. And see what comes. Instead of saying from the outset, we're going to be the, this, right? Like, we're going to be the biggest X, Y, Z, or whatever, right? Well, if, I'll, I'll give you one inflammatory thing if you want to okay. do that. Um, so we have our IRL property um, goals, and we have three here. and. I have never. Three warehouses. Yeah, three warehouses in London that we have, and we're looking to expand Portugal, Mexico, across the world. And I've never been a massive fan of nation or understanding of these specific political borders. So, very much in our long term plans is to have how we navigate uh, assets and resources on the DAO freely, like you would Airbnb or WeWork in the blockchain, we would like that to happen with our property network and our um, collaborators. To disrupt that type of living, co-creating, co-living kind of model? Or to grow that co-living model. So when you, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's a society in itself. When you look at the philosophy, economics, politics, that is what a centralized entity uses to manage its, its people. So you have a fiat currency, a government, and a police system. But modern evolved societies don't need that. So if you're an arts community, um, and you have your own currency, your own ideology, and your own groups that look after this, you don't really need uh, these other entities to manage. It's actually if inefficient. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. You're very humble about how you're expressing it, but actually, if somebody reads between the lines, you just said like we're going to be our own state across different nations. Like we're going to have our own state across across four different sovereign nations. I love that. <laughs> it will grow. It yeah. Will grow. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So, how do people get involved into ArtSec? Yeah. So there's three different ways. If you're a curator, an artist, or a patron. You can either come on the Patreon's token on our juice box. You can donate artwork to join our curator's uh, collection in the DAO. And then you could become a curator as well, which is the level that we all manage to be. Amazing. So we're going to put all the links below, and you're going to find be able to find our ways to get engaged with ArtSite, right? Yep. Come get involved, either East London or the Metaverse. Click below and <laughs> give us a visit. Beautiful. Beautiful. So. All of that is ready, all of that is there. The time is now, sync yourself up, let's go.